SSNATL.com. Hey, this is Emma on Financial Renaissance with the M's. Listen, join me, both of you, in Los Cabos, Mexico for Life Lux Jazz Festival, uh, November 7th through the 11th. You'll be nestled on the Sea of Cortez. And yes, enjoying artists like Gerald Albright, Incognito, and the Average White Band and more. You can go to lifeluxjazz.com for more information. And it's life, L-U-X-E, jazz.com for more information. Go on and book your flights, get your hotel. We are going to have the If you have the questions, we have the answers. Right. Go to SSNATL.com and click on the contact tab. As much as you like. We're the nation's urban station. Online. SSNATL.com. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. In the studio, I get to welcome Tanya Blanchard. Good morning. This has been a long time coming, huh? So excited to be here. When I met you, I wanted you on the show, and then I forgot. And, you know, somehow I'm easily I'm easily distracted, <laughs> but you are here yes. thanks to you, Faith. Yes, thanks to Faith and Morgan. Between Faith and Morgan, we made yes, it we happen. So tell my listeners, our viewers, <laughs> your viewers, what is the name of your company? And I want, would also like you to talk about the events that you do. Absolutely. Um, you do something that, again, community-based. It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's about a wealth-building type absolutely. of thing. So can you tell everyone why you're so passionate? Sure, absolutely. Well, the name of my company is Madison Chase Capital Advisors. And Madison is my daughter. Chase is my son. Um, and I started my company um, June of 2018 was my launch party and I was alone I've been a loan officer in Metro Atlanta for the last 15 years and finally I just said it's time it's time to do this on my own I am a strong advocate of building real estate through uh, building generational wealth through real estate and that's why we cr I created Madison Chase Capital Advisors right now we're just licensed in Georgia and Florida and next year we're going to be adding other states but for now let's just start you know close to home and we all need start a beach. regionally yeah we yeah. need a beach because yes. you know we're landlocked in georgia we, so hence <laughs> we're landlocked <laughs> in atlanta <laughs> we're landlocked in atlanta, atlanta. Yeah. well yeah the beaches yeah okay atlanta i guess we do have savannah we're not gonna really, yeah yeah but for, for metro atlanta we are landlocked so that's why um i started madison chase capital advisors and i love helping people um with home ownership and building general other other bank you know just yep. other entities and when you're when you're working for other entities in corporate America you see a lot of stuff and you really do see that the the love really isn't there it's the love there. is for the almighty dollar and there is no a lot of times the morals are gone and one of the the, the beauties of working for yourself is you know we, we're, we're not we're not non not for profit no right absolutely not. we're not known for profits but we don't have to squeeze every last dime out of you in order for us to make a profit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's what, when I saw the events that you were doing, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, Shardaya told me about it. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's so absolutely wonderful. You absolutely. know, um, well, so let's, let's, let's talk, um, let's go into the importance of home ownership because okay. we were talking about building wealth. Yeah. And one of the first steps in most families of wealth building is usually that first home. Yes. Right. So, how important do you is is, is home ownership to you, or what would you say? Um, I think home ownership is so extremely important, and a lot of people don't really realize what home ownership does to children, 
what it feels like as a parent to say, and I, you know, I, I was divorced, you know, I was married for 10 years, I divorced with no alimony, no child support. Women, um, just while you're out there listening, money isn't everything. You know, so I said, you know, we don't need, we've been married for 10 years, you know, you're a good dad, let's just split expenses. And the, the but when I bought my house three years after my divorce, my son was six and he's now 20. And it's nothing like having your own room. You know, if they color on the wall, yeah, they're gonna get in trouble. There's no neighbor saying, can you tell them to be quiet? But more importantly, I think it gives them such stability and love. And you know, they don't know how hard it is some months to, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years, so I went through the recession. I bought my house January, but I always said, you know, I belong to the kingdom, not the world. So as long as you keep on focusing on your business and doing the right thing, I think you have to have integrity. So for home ownership, I feel like it's such, it's, it's so great for the family. I think it's great for, you know, people when they get out of college, you know, it's just an asset that on a whole doesn't appreciate. We depreciate, we can get into, you know, trends and yeah, neighborhoods yeah, and all that. The, but it but the bottom line, if you're not paying your mortgage, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. Correct. If you're paying rent, you are paying somebody else's mortgage. The, the beauty of having a mortgage to me mm -hmm. is the stability in the price. Yeah. So your wow. your taxes may go up. Absolutely. Right? And in in, in in all in all um whateverness, I want my taxes to go up. My taxes going up means that my house is appreciating in value. Mm -hmm. I can't stop that. Um, I don't necessarily like it, but I know when I sell my house, yeah. oh, the kid's going to be fat. Absolutely. Oh, the kid's going to be fat. I'm, I'm sitting pretty right now. Yep. You know what I mean? But when people talk about, you know, the, the differences between renting and home ownership, and that's a whole other topic Absolutely. that we can get into. Um, what does, I've, I've had a lot, I've had this question a lot, okay, mm -hmm. about credit scores and okay. student loans. Okay. And a lot of young people, you know, they, number one, they aren't buying houses like they were when we were younger. Um, number one, they're, they're like just, they've got student debt out the wazoo, okay? How, how much of an impact is student loan debt to the mortgage, mortgage industry? Well, believe it or not, now student loan debt and how it's handled is based on your credit score. And let me tell you why. Oh. And that sounds like, well, what does my credit score have to do with my student loan debt? So we'll just do a quick overview. I'm just gonna talk about two loans right now, conventional and FHA. Okay. Let's just talk about those two loans. And years ago, years ago, FHA um, did not, FHA was forgiven on student loans. All you had to do was just show that they were deferred for the next year and you didn't have to include them in their payments. A lot has changed over the last five years with FHA loans and it's unfortunate um, that now mortgage insurance, if you're not putting 20% down, you will have what's called mortgage insurance. They and call that PMI. PMI. Right? PMI. And that's all just based on risk. That's all. They feel like, you know, you don't have any skin in the game. If you're only putting 3% down, you are, it is a, you, you, you know, it is a risk opposed to you putting 20% down. So here's what happened. So FHA now, FHA is um, a more expensive loan because the mortgage insurance never goes away. So you will have to refinance out of that. But instead of looking at a negative, FHA allows for lower credit scores. It allows for life-changing. Uh, so uh, like if you got divorced or something absolutely. where you weren't the primary but, breadwinner but, or things but, of that nature. But you had a bankruptcy. You okay. had a foreclosure. You know, FHA, two years after discharge date, you, you can purchase again. 
Conventional, it's four years after discharge date. Okay. Um, foreclosure, FHA, three years after the foreclosure date on the deed, not when you started the foreclosure, but on the deed, conventional is seven years after the deed. Oof. But that is because conventional, when you reach 20% equity, you can get rid of your mortgage insurance. FHA, when you reach 20% equity, you can't get rid of your mortgage insurance. You still have to refinance have to out of that out. with the equity. So with student loans, so here's the biggest thing. With conventional, which is really a credit score and income-driven program. What is the lowest credit score a person has to have to be able to purchase a home? Uh, FHA, a 580 with 3.5% down. Okay. Anything under 580, uh, if you have a 560, you have to have 10% down. Conventional, you have to have 3% down. Now, the thing that's a little misleading in conventional is that I can say you can have a 620 score, but your mortgage insurance will be double because conventional mortgage insurance is based on credit scores. So, you know, I get people on the phone all the time. God bless them. They'll say, you know, I spoke to one girl on Friday. She's like, you know, I have excellent credit. I have a 720. Well, 720 is really just good. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, in your family, a 720 is excellent. But a 720, um, conventional, really, 740, 760 is a good score. All right. Well, we come back uh, on the other side. I want to talk about different methods of saving sure. for, uh, for a home. And I really want to get into this generational wealth piece. When we come back in 300 seconds on Financial Renaissance with the M. <laughs> Knows Money is brought to you by AARP's Fraud Watch Network. Go to AARP.org or SSNATL.com and click the Fraud Watch Network banner for more info. Hola para mi familia en Costa Rica. I got people in Costa Rica watching me right now. That's right. I see you. Uh, I got family all over the world. I have family in England, so I don't think they're watching. I've got family in Panama. Uh -huh. I've got family in Jamaica. <laughs> I've got family in Japan. Japones, I think that's how you say it in Spanish. Uh, we are in the studio this morning with Tanya Blanchard from Madison Chase Capital Advisors. Yep. Right, advisors with an O, mm -hmm. and uh, Tanya is really, really uh, one of those people that wants to see other people succeed. And as black women, sometimes it, it feels contentious a lot when you meet another successful person. It's like, let me look at your purse, let me look at your clothes, let me. Mm -hmm, da -da. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not that type of thing. Come to the event that that they're having in October. I'll have more information about it uh, on the next show. But you need to come to this event. You need to meet realtors. Mm -hmm. You need to meet um, a mortgage broker, attorneys. A, a, attorneys. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking at getting into real estate, you want to be there because the guy that teaches the class was there. Yes, yes. Right. So it is a smorgasbord of wealth building, and we give it to you raw. Yes. Right. Oh, baby, I like it raw. <laughs> oh, baby, I like it. It's like ODB. We give it to you raw. <laughs> you mean, you mean, y'all, yes. you mean, you mean, whatever that song was. <laughs> now, listen, Talia, can you, um, let's, uh, so I want to talk about some methods of saving sure. for, for, for homes. And, and I bring this up because there was a young man who sold his Air Jordan collection. Mm. And when he sold his Air Jordan collection, he netted $120,000, and he used it to put a down payment on a house. Wow. 
okay? okay? So when we see these little kids with their Jordans and everything else, we are, you know, we, we have stuff to say to them, but there's a stock market for tennis shoes. Absolutely. I don't know if you know about that. Oh, my son. Okay, yeah. so you're, son. okay, there's a sneakerhead. Yeah, okay, yes, so you know, sure. you know the yes. deal. So there is a market for it. We are going into possibly a recession. The trade war is mm -hmm. going to impact that too. Absolutely. So he may be able to come up, <laughs> all right? It's going to be harder to get shoes, et cetera. But what are some of the ways that you've seen people save for homes? Uh, systematic savings systematic savings just having that goal how much you need on, on what date and systematically saving it putting it in an account that you don't see mm -hmm. you know putting it if, if you bank with X, Y, and Z bank do not have your savings yeah. there. Do we have one of those online exactly. one of those online FDIC insured, yes. but have it automatically just Automatic, come out of your automatically account. taken out. And then before, as you're doing that, I always say to people because the first thing they're going to say to me, Emma, is, "Oh, what do I qualify for?" I don't really care what you qualify for. I need your comfort zone for your monthly payment. Ooh because it doesn't matter that you can afford a $500,000 house if you only want to spend $1,700 a month. Okay. And when I say your payment, I'm including everything. Taxes, p excuse me, principal and interest, taxes and insurance, mortgage insurance if you're not putting um, money down, and HOA. Okay. That's important Ooh. too, because a lot of times I'll say to people, oh, are you looking, because a lot of times your debt to income ratio could be, you know, um, a little high and you say well I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm buying a condo or a townhouse immediately I'm like stop that's gonna take your buying power away because I've got to include whatever that HOA is oh that has to be that included. has to be included oh in your debt well what's the difference mm -hmm. between you know we uh, so there's the FHA mm -hmm. and then there's a the convention yes okay yes so let's let's to keep the math sure. simple because it's yes, Sunday morning absolutely. yep no All worries right. So if, if, let's say I'm buying a house for $100,000. $3,500 down FHA. Okay. Three, um, $3,000 down um, conventional. Okay. So that's an easy way to do it. And I'm going to go, because I know a lot of listeners have student loans, let me just tell you really quick, with student loans, conventional is, the, is your friend. When you've got that $100,000 in student loans, but you're on an income-based plan and your payment is only $50, it's beautiful. Not, not beautiful really in paying off the debt, <laughs> but beautiful for qualifying for a loan. So with conventional, I literally just take that $50, I have to get documentation that that's what your payment is, we're fine. FHA, it's another story. FHA, now I've got to take 1% of that balance. Of the student loan balance. So if it's $100,000, now, now I have to count $1,000 against you. Oh, as a payment. As even a the, payment. Even the, oh. Even as oh, a payment, okay. which is why the credit score is crucial. Okay. So FHA says either 1% of the balance or your fully amortized payment. So think about 100000 you know, over 30 years, your payment's going to be at least 750 So maybe you could, maybe I can skim 250 off of that $1,000. So now I'm only, now, now I'm only counting $750 against you. So it's just crucial that you really focus on your credit scores before you apply for a mortgage. Awesome. I like that. We, we will have a couple of conversations about credit scores and building them mm -hmm. um, on the other side of the commercial. When we come back, Emma Knows Money and my top five news stories of the week.
and we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. We had a great show today. We had Tau Pi Omega, uh, chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Stone Mountain Lithonia chapter. We are building your economic legacy next Saturday. Also, this Wednesday, I am doing a free webinar. I will drop the information on my Emma Knows Money pages. And Tanya Blanchard, we have to bring you back because oh, awesome. we have a lot to talk about when it comes to generational wealth. There's a whole lot of stuff that I wanted to get into that, you know, he just, he's blocking my time. Right. So can you tell people if they are looking at um, getting a mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, how do they get in touch with you? Even if they have, even if their credit is jacked up, even if your credit is messed up, call Tanya because she will help uh, get things in motion so that you can eventually get that house. Absolutely. And so the easiest way to get in touch with me um, on Instagram, it's Madison Chase, sorry, excuse me, on Instagram, it's Madison Chase Capital Advisors. And it's Madison, Madison Avenue, Chase, Chase Manhattan Bank, Capital, Capital of the State <laughs> Advisors, ORS. So it's Madison Chase Capital Advisors. Best number is 855-956-5626, 855-956-5626. And then on Facebook, I'm Tanya Brown Blanchard, but we also obviously have a Madison Chase Capital Advisors. Now, what about this event that we're doing? So the event that I'm doing is going to be at City Winery. It's called Meet the Broker. Um, well, because I can't have the fabulous Emma on I'll the date I'll, I'll be with the mayor. She'll be with the mayor. So we're going we're gonna to put a new calendar. We're going to do a new date on the calendar. But we are here to, you can DM me. You can um, info at Madison Chase, excuse me, info at mccapitaladvisors.com. No with pictures any in the DM questions only yeah, qu yeah questions please questions please and um, I'd love to help you um, build <laughs> generational wealth through real estate for your family and listen um, if you if you found value in anything that we had to say today all I ask of you we're giving away information for free to help build our community and our right. community is where we live our neighbors our grandparents everybody else remember the fate of our nation lies squarely on our shoulders yeah. so if you learn something today remember each one teach, teach one, one. Rust <laughs>